0: Hey, keto freaks, here's an update on Keto Fest. We have a date! The weekend of July 15th and 16th, 2017. Keto Fest is a ketogenic festival for everyone, not just doctors and nutritionists. Richard Morris and I, along with a host of keto rock stars, are turning the entire coastal town of New London, Connecticut, ketogenic the entire weekend of July 15th and 16th. Some of the best minds in keto have already said they want to come and speak including Jimmy Moore, Megan Ramos, Ivor Cummins, Dr. Jeff Gerber, Dr. Eric Westman, and Dr. Ted Naiman. We'll have an outdoor food festival with live music, fitness lessons, cooking lessons, walking tours, bike tours, Segway tours, movies on the historic Guard Theater's 60-foot screen, and of course, great talks by our rock stars. We'll be doing a Kickstarter campaign soon to sell tickets. Meantime, go to ketofest.com and register. Keto Fest, real keto for real people. Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia. Actually, I'm not in Canberra, Australia right now. Yeah, you're right across from me.
1: (laughs) I'm actually in New London, Connecticut right now. And uh, I've been on a ketogenic diet now for almost three years. When I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. And within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. Yeah. I've also lost about 80 pounds and
0: I've completely turned my health around. And this show is both a document of my progress through ketosis and Richard's experience thriving for three years in ketosis. Yeah. (laughs) And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking.
1: Yeah, we're not doctors. We don't want to give anyone any medical advice, but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we're not afraid of a little technical detail, are we, Carl? Nah. And we've done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind that. We hope to share some of that research. Where possible, we intend to put links in the show notes to cite research supporting any claims that we make. And you'll probably
0: work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Sure are. We love to cook and we love to eat. Mm -hmm. In every episode, we both share a keto recipe that cannot be ignored. Cannot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's continue... Sitting down with Gary Fetke, part two. So, Richard, do we have any corrections or apologies from last week? No, I think Dr. Fetke got it all perfectly right. Yeah, he did. And last week's show, we cut off just about halfway through, maybe a little further than halfway through. And uh, in this show, he's going to continue talking about the complications from type 2 diabetes. Right. All right, so let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is. A sure. ketogenic diet is any diet that puts you into a state of nutritional ketosis,, yep. meaning your insulin is low enough that your liver is allowed to burn body fat for fuel, the byproduct of which is ketones mm-hmm. and fatty acids, and uh, that becomes your source of energy. Right. So the easiest way to do it is what we follow is eat 20 grams or less of carbohydrates per day,, yep. incidental carbs from green leafy vegetables or nuts, that kind of thing.
1: And that forces your body to become good at burning fat because That's... you're not giving it glucose to burn. So it has to become good at burning fat.
0: Exactly. And we want to have moderate protein, right. 1 to 1.5 grams of protein for every kilogram of lean body mass. Yeah. Some people even do less protein, That's such true. as <laughs> Richard Morris. I have done, yes. Yeah. And uh, everything else comes from fat, either the fat on your plate or the fat from that Krispy Kreme You ate a decade ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that Krispy Kreme. I've been dining out on it for at least a decade.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to say, how was your week, Richard? But we (laughs) told everybody how our week was. But we really talked about the week in Breckenridge. Let's talk about the week in New London. Yeah, we might actually do a whole show on New London, because
1: we've done some really fascinating things here. Mm. But uh, because what we're doing is we're getting ready for Keto Fest. Right. We're going to turn the whole of New London ketogenic uh, for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And Carl and I have been going to all of the different venues, talking to the locals Mm. and going to some of the restaurants and some of the... Uh, nightclubs, and it's fascinating to walk into one of these with Carl Franklin, because we walked into one last night, and he was hopping. It, they had yeah. a funk band, and they were uh, they were really they were great. jumping. They were jumping. Andre and Eddie. Andre and Eddie, and Andre the. Basically the lead singer just calls out Carl Franklin in the house (laughs) as Carl walks through the front door. So he is definitely a local celebrity here.
0: Yeah, as a musician. As a musician,
1: right. Nobody knows you as a computer programmer here.
0: That's right. Yeah, the same thing, right? Yeah. Nobody knows that I'm the keto guy and nobody knows that I'm a computer programmer. They think of me as the guitar player. I
1: think they're about to they're they're about to learn that you're the keto guy because we're gonna turn this entire town ketogenic for a weekend. We've spoken to the mayor, we've spoken to the movie th- cinema, uh, yep. we've got everybody on board.
0: And the chefs are very excited about this.
1: Yeah, they are. we spoke to a chef last night and we were saying to him, you know, the only thing you have to do with ketogenic food is... Don't use any starches and sugars, and use as much fat as you want. And he went, "Really?"
0: Well, his first reaction was, "Oh yeah, cooking light. Yeah, I can do that." And I said, "No, no well, no, no. you gotta. <laughs> you here's the thing: chefs love to cook with fat. Right?
1: That's where the flavor. That's is. where the
0: flavor is." Yeah. And his eyes lit up when he's like, "Really? I have no restrictions on fat. Right. No, <laughs> nor do you have restrictions on you know salty umami flavors. Right? And so, yeah, they're gonna love it. Yeah." So that's what we've been doing and we've been also uh, filming the video for the Kickstarter campaign for Keto Fest, which is coming up. We have? Yeah. Well that brings us to
1: MAOTS. <laughs> no it's actually really nice to be doing it in the same room. In real time, yeah. Normally I'm in Australia and Carl is in Connecticut and we have to deal with uh, line of sight issues and right. international delays and all yep. that. But this is fun. It is. So, so I have a message today from Glenn Hardy, and this was via Facebook Messenger. And he says, morning, buddy. I've got a question for the podcast. Sorry I've not asked via the forum, but I've got no IT skills at all. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, Glenn. So he says, I've been LCHF for 18 months. I do Monday to Friday, IF, which is intermittent fasting, only eating between 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. But on the weekend, I do drink beer. I used to put on about eight pounds of water weight, uh, that would, uh, be gone by the following Friday morning. Mm. So, um, he says I'm down 60 pounds in total, but now I just don't put on any more than about two pounds over the weekend. I'm not complaining. I just don't understand why I'm not retaining water. I would love to hear more about this. Maybe you have an explanation for what's happening.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, I, my first suggestion is beer is no good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unless you live in Australia and you can yeah. get big head beer.
1: Yeah. I got a case of zero car beer in Australia and uh, bought it with me to Breckenridge, <laughs> yeah. and it was snuck inside one of my bags and uh, w- and it, we were sharing it with everybody because you just cannot get zero car beer in America. Nope. and with uh, uh, so if you can get access to that, Glenn, that that is awesome. But you may only be able to get that in Australia.
0: Yeah, you might want to try bourbon or Scotch and or right. vodka. And what do you drink? Uh, rum and diet coke. Yeah, That's a I, popular. I drink
1: rum. And diet often. Yeah. So, and you can get that at just about any bar. Megan Ramos, who uh, we interviewed when we were in Breckenridge and we, that podcast is upcoming, she suggests when you hit a plateau to change things up a bit because right. your body ends up adapting to what you're doing and becoming comfortable with it
0: right if you're doing anything on a regular schedule like every day you're doing if between three and six yeah after a while your body's going to say okay i expect this and so things just start happening and compensating for it but if you do a few days of you know eating as much as you possibly want and as possibly can feasting and then stop and fast for a couple days your body will burn your body fat at the same rate that it was stoked. You're stoking a fire when you feast. Yeah. And then when you fast after feasting. You're using it. Yeah, you're using Mm. it. Your metabolism is really high, and you you really chow down on body fat. Yeah. And then switch it up again. Mm. Do a couple days of IF, maybe a couple more days of feasting, fasting again for a couple days. Sure. And this is what I've been doing since I got back from Breckenridge. Yeah. And it works. Mm. I'm... I'm losing weight again. Yeah. Uh, The other thing you could do with changing it up is just skip the beer and go
1: straight to hard liquor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's one way to change it up.
0: Yeah. That's what we were talking about, bourbon or scotch or rum and diet. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice, Glenn. We hope you get back on track there. And thanks for reaching out to us. Now we're going to continue our conversation with the great Gary Fetke, which we recorded in Breckenridge, Colorado a couple of weeks ago. And uh, this is where he starts talking about complications from type 2 diabetes. I know when I was first diagnosed
1: with diabetes, I was uh, given uh, uh, material for uh, for uh, training me how to eat now that I was now a type 2 diabetic, which included 304 grams of uh, glucose equivalent per day. And uh, I remember making a... a, a I basically worked out how many teaspoons of sugar that was. And it's like 76 teaspoons of sugar in a day to somebody who is unable to safely metabolize sugar.
2: Diabetes is an inability to metabolize the glucose load that your body is presented with. Yes. That's it. it doesn't matter if it's type 2, type 1. It is still an inability. Mm-hmm. You can argue about you know the cause of it. So whatever I present you with, you cannot metabolize it. Mm-hmm. So you're effectively allergic to it. Yeah. So if you've got a kid with a nut allergy, would you give them peanuts and then an adrenaline pen? Oh <laughs> right. I mean, It's the dumbest no, thing. That's so, really great. So if you've got an allergy, allergy to carbohydrate and glucose, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to swear here, am I? Why would you give it to wait, me? Wait, wait, wait. Right?
0: Let me get this straight. <laughs> hey, look,
2: look, you're allergic to carbohydrate. You have this carbohydrate and now take this medication to try and handle the load we've just got. But when we give you the insulin, it's going to make you fat.
0: Yeah. And um, You know, and more, my doctor's answer was people just want to take a pill. They want to eat their garbage and take a pill. And that's but, why they don't succeed on, you know. Oh,
2: yeah, but this is where the medicals. Practitioners, throw the patients under the bus. They haven't been educated, but this is not this is not new. This is Mm, this is management of diabetes before insulin. It was the management of diabetes to restrict sugar and carbohydrate as recently as twenty years ago, Mm. and somehow the guidelines and everything has just crept in in a wave of apathy from the medical profession, and we can do better. I'm sorry, we can do better, Absolutely. but we have to take that responsibility mm. because at the moment, we just tell patients, oh, this is an incurable disease of which you're progressively going to get worse and mm. you're going to be a chronic patient of mine, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Mm. We're going to keep prescribing medications, and ultimately, you're going to get kidney disease. You're going to lose your vision. Uh, you're going to get impotent, guys. Oh right? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, oh. that's That's all part of the d- yeah. disseminated you know, vascular the, the, disease, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. It's the first symptom. First, yeah. one of the earliest symptoms of having cardiovascular disease and heart attacks for males yeah. is is um, impotence. Impotence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've got to um, you know chase that pathway.
0: Yeah. So, what's next for you?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, being over here, coming across to Breckenridge and catching up with what I call the extended teams, yeah. great. Mm. Uh, we had dinner. Uh, we, we, you know, you're well aware that Belinda has taken over my social media yes. presence. Yes, yes. And she's she says she's job. taken it to another height. Because Belinda, she's your wife, th- yeah. like She's mm. much more skilled. So it's now Belinda fett o fructose <laughs> yeah. um, But I'm back on Twitter and this whole thing is too big. It's yeah. too important. Uh uh, you know what the criticism from APRA was, you know that I didn't declare my doctor-patient relationship in every social social media S- same response. Same thing they tried
0: Th- to lay on Tim Noakes. Yeah, like That's there's a doctor-patient relationship
2: in a tweet. But mm-hmm. I, I but I've said you know, the doctor-patient relationship has not been defined in media, mm. either print media, electronic, visual, no. social and I've you know we've had liaison with the AMA it's not under the national law the medical council haven't ruled on it so here we are the laws being made up mm. as it's going along yeah and in a tweet you don't have the ability to no. you know exclude everything but every single personal patient every patient i know is you know and i've got a stamp that i put in the notes you know essentially declaring a you know, conflict of interest mm. but as it's turned out you know we've you know we've ne- we've never made a cent out of it uh, we never will uh, and, you know, it's something run independently from us mm. and it's the team doing it. Yeah. So I can't – I'm speaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm testing the boundaries. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, where is – you know, no one's defined who's actually going to keep an eye on me. Yeah, right. No one's defined anything. Have I Have I given you individual – medical advice today? I don't think so. Nothing nothing (laughs) we haven't already known. That's right. I mean, I'm just saying, look, you're allergic to carbohydrate. You've told me you've got type 2 diabetes. right. You're allergic to carbohydrate. Well, Mm, why don't you, you know... Why don't you try not eating that? Not (laughs) (laughs) eating that. Particularly when you've got a hybrid engine. Yeah. You you can either put petrol or diesel in your engines. Mm -hmm. But your
1: petrol leaks when you fill the tank. (laughs) So why don't you use gas instead or diesel?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you've got a petrol... I mean, do you... Do uh, you ever put a little bit of petrol in your diesel engine, just a little bit each time? You, know, it's, you know, A little bit won't hurt, will it? Yeah, <laughs> moderation, a little, bit, a little bit petrol b- in moderation. moderation a little bit. Moderately poisoned. <laughs> I heard that one too. And then as, you know, is it any surprise now that your engine's in strife? Right. So as a health system, we're now spending all of our money servicing the car when we really should just find out it's going to be a hell of a lot more effective if we just paid a bit more attention to what fuel we put just in the Just a little tank. maintenance,
1: yeah.
2: When do you
0: think we're going to see... The tipping point. Is, does, is it going to take a, a revolution? Is it going to take... No,
2: I don't think so. Um, I talk about committed sardines. Have you heard me talk about this? No, I haven't. No. Um, it's and it's a biological term, and it's related to the fact that a school of fish can turn around 180 degrees like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they can do it. Bang. Now, a school of sardines can get to the size of a sperm whale, but a sperm whale to turn 180 degrees takes three or four minutes, apparently. So at any point in time in this school of fish, the school of sardines, there are some fish that are a bit agitated on the outside, swimming in the opposite direction, you know, a bit more alert to to danger and change. And so at a tipping point, they turn the whole school around. And the percentage is about 3%. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So it's not 30%, it's not 50%. So, you know, you guys talk about the rule of, you know, you do it. Tell another two right up to that three percent can't be that far away. Yeah, I was was speaking to Andreas about it. Andreas,
1: yes, Andreas Einfeld, Einfeld. yeah, yeah. diet Diet doctor. Yeah, and I was just want to make
2: it clear for everyone. Sorry, and um, if you do um, uh, Google Trends and you look up LCHF and on the international map it goes Sweden. Mm-hmm. So I said, You've got your 3%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah a, they've a,
0: essentially flipped the food pyramid.
2: Yes. Government has. Yeah. Yeah. If you then do Google Trends and do LCHF and you search Australia mm-hmm. uh, and state by state, Tasmania. <laughs> so in our community, mm-hmm. particularly northern Tasmania, the concept of sugar and carbs is now topical. Yes. Uh, and you can go to a restaurant and ask for a low carb meal, and not be looked upon like an idiot. Yeah, uh, I did uh, a bit of locum work in Queensland mm-hmm. last year, just exploring possibilities. You never know what's going to happen. Sure. And I'm a uh, Queenslander, so yeah, that's and, a great uh, place to. We were in the sugar at. belt, which was oh, actually. Oh dear! A bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hiding in the from sugar the apple belt.
1: aisle to the sugar belt. <laughs> yeah, but you
2: know, nofructose com yeah. was actually hiding, <laughs> and, and there's a great picture of Belinda She's <laughs> taken me hiding in the sugar cane. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and with all due respect to it, no idea. Yeah. just yeah. you know, just, It is just a foreign concept, which means I realize it, how far we still have to go. Yes. Mm. But in my community, in our community, we think we're making a difference and we've created market penetration. Have we gotten to 3%? I don't know, mm. but we're not that far yeah. away. And it, so this is a, this is what you guys are doing. It's mm. a bit
0: different than telling people about it. Mm. I mean, what we're doing is – showing everybody why example what we've done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is the the most powerful agent for change. Yeah. It has I've seen it ripple through my friends, for example. Personal friends, not just online friends, but personal
2: friends. Well, except you lead by example by yourself. Yeah. I have often a lot of parents used to, when I was on social media, but Belinda would do it now, say, what do I do? My children won't do it. Yeah. And do what we do. We lead by example. And the kids go, oh, okay. And they come on yeah. board. Mm-hmm. Um, and around, you know, in the community, you lead by example. Mm-hmm. And people will say, well, ultimately, they when the time is ripe, yeah. they'll go, tell me about it. Right. And then you can get, you know start giving them the tools at mm. when they want to. A bit like yep. you know when people want to give up smoking, they will give it up mm. when the time is right. You
0: said at dinner tonight that uh, you you're not down on anybody who's you know vegan, paleo, whatever, vegosexual, it Doesn't really matter <laughs> because they're ve- taking sexual. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what Bloom County term. Because they're taking charge. Or they're interested in their health, and that's the first step.
2: I, you know I, I may not agree with the path they're doing but it, once people become invested in their health mm. then i've got a he- heap of time and empathy for them yeah. but i am also known for not being particularly tolerant so if you're sitting there <laughs> uh, hundred kilos overweight completely unmotivated into the junk food smoking like a chimney yeah. and you say make me better doctor would well, you might find my other side yeah mm. in a polite professional sense sure. but also, once you people like, it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We, ultimately, we are all responsible. But if you've given the right tools and the right education, then you can start making those decisions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think giving people like that hope is the first step. I mean, because that's, you obviously, if you're in a state like that, you've given up on yourself.
2: I call it a deep, dark well. Yeah. And I, I talk about some pillars of health. Um don't know how we're going for time, but pillars <laughs> of health are um, uh nutrition exercise sleep stress communication and genetics and you can't do much about your genetics no. right stress a lot of people got heaps of stress and mm. I mean I've got some thoughts about that but it, you know it's hard for people to change stress uh, the uh sleep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: which is a big problem for me I'm, my circadian rhythms are horrible so yeah I, 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 I sleep I to... sleep well okay <laughs> um, feel
2: like. I do now Getting the right amount of exercise is, right, a, is yeah. a bit of a trick. Uh, communication, I think we communicate, you know, and podcasting, social media, that whole connectivity mm. is is important. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, nutrition is one thing that you can actually do something about right. today. Yeah. And I say, look, it, it's like here, here's a ladder. I've just mm. dropped a ladder in to the deep dark Well, you can put one foot on it mm. yeah. and you can take a choice. And you know with diabetes – that you can actually reverse your diabetes within yes. two hours. Really? Yeah, no, you can start to see a change in oh, your yes. diabetes yeah. control yeah. Mm. within hours. Oh, you know? sure, just but, because yeah. of the sugar yeah, response. Yeah. So yeah. you can yeah. either have a choice of you know, having that huge pizza mm. or having you know having eggs. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay.
1: and letting your liver look after your yeah. glucose requirements. So literally
2: yeah. two hours later, you've gotten control of your blood glucose. Now, I mean... That's yeah. unheard of, isn't yes. it? Right. You, you have the ability to start changing your health outcome within hours and see the, see mm-hmm. the result.
0: You know, there's another difference between the low-carb, healthy-fat way of life and any other quote-unquote diet that anyone's ever been on. And that is that, at least for me, every diet that I tried, every attempt that I made to make myself healthier... It seemed to get, it it was easy when I had confidence at first, Mm. and then it got more and more and more and more difficult. And so I think that people have this thought that when they go on this, you know, if they adapt this healthy way of life, that it's going to get harder and harder. In fact, it's the opposite. (laughs) It's hardest that first day. The second day maybe a little bit more difficult because now you're changing habits. And But it, as you go on, don't you agree? It gets easier I, and easier.
2: I was that fat kid. I've been on yeah. all those fat diets for 20, 30 years. I, mean, yeah. I was always paying attention to what I'm eating. I just And, you know, the trouble with diets, and I hate the word diet. No, it? it's true. Because you will fail on a diet yeah. because you think you're restricting yourself. And then when you fail on the diet, you're told that you're a failure. That's right. You know, it's use your the fault. Fail. Mm. Whereas here, this is about empowering people to get back to eating real food, which is fabulous, and they see the benefits, they yeah. feel the benefits. Yeah. And so for me, um, as a doctor, this is a fabulous tool. And I, we've been I've been chatting to doctors here this week. Sure. About the fact that they, and you know, doctors back at home where they feel as though They've been practicing bad medicine. They haven't been helping their patients. They jaded in their 40s to 50s, 60s, and they're just serving time in medicine. And yet now these doctors, uh, David Unwin, he's mm, eaten, yeah. he just gave his great story, and he just won that National NHS Innovator Award. Yeah. What a remarkable
1: so, speech he gave, really. Oh, he, he's gotten the, he's got the yeah. NHS
2: Innovator of the Year Award for doing exactly the same thing, which I'm getting... Handful. <laughs> I, I've asked David for that award. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a photocopy of it? Yeah, yeah. And, um, but he is excited to yes. go to work. He said, I want those patients with diabetes to come back that I, I wanted to get rid of before. He, re, he rescinded his retirement. Yes. <laughs> so, he was enjoying his life, yeah.
0: doctor, his life yeah. as a doctor so much. He said it's fun. Yeah. It's no, just and that's much what fun.
2: my life is fun, you know, apart from all the stuff going on in yeah. the background. Right. The, the ability to help people... And particularly beyond my practice, yeah, is awesome. Mm. I can
1: see your motivation, and totally. and, and I mean, it's it's got to be the motivation for people getting into medicine in the first place is to help people. And what a horrible
2: thing to be in a situation where you can't. And and you know, I look. Um, I also mentor quite a few young doctors. Yeah, who are stating that. They've gone into medicine to, to help people, mm. and yet we've got a sick health system. It's not health systems wrong, it's a sick system, mm. yes, and yes, all you're yes. doing yes. is band aiding people. You know, we just sort of go, Here, here's some more medication. You know, we're servicing the vehicle, we're not getting back to the maintenance. Mm. And, and we, you know, there's an enormous dropout rate of young doctors now. Um, you know, Belinda was just chatting to uh, someone who we've known since she was in high school, mm. and she's pretty well couldn't continue on in the medical system, and now she's, but she's found you know uh, a role within CrossFit. Right. Mm. Okay. You know, wow. And they, they, but she's actually she's excited because now she's engaged with people who are you know really going for it, mm. engaged in the health outcomes, and she's excited again. Mm. Many young doctors are disenchanted where with where medicine is Mm. and i think it's because we you know that it's this band-aid mentality and as a Mm. society we're getting fatter and sicker and there's this feeling of hopelessness Mm. and what nutrition has given me has given me that enthusiasm to say hang on this is something really good Mm. which is worth trying yeah why wouldn't it It doesn't cost anything give it a go for eight weeks 12 weeks you make your own mind up and people patients the average person, no, sorry, the person on the street doesn't care about a double-blind controlled study. No, you're right. They're interested in what you guys what do have I done. Do? What my friends done that they're healthier. I'll give that a crack. Yeah. And whether or not they do a little bit or a lot, mm. you know, we're all you know relative hardcore here, but <laughs> um, but not everyone has to be hardcore. Right. You know, yeah. if, if the majority of the people got back to eating real food, I know that sounds really simple. It, it is actually then. You know, a, you know, avoid the sugars, the processed foods, you know, the polyunsaturated oils. If the majority of people just got back to doing that, we'll be so much healthier.
0: Dr. Ted Naaman told us that he likes to make it really easy for his patients. His diabetic patient says, Go eat bacon and eggs for two weeks and come back and see me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he would have said a lot quicker than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go eat <bacon> and eggs for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's well Been able to I, catch up with Ted. Yeah. It's been
0: such an honor to have you Absolutely. on our show. No, Thank you look, very it, much.
2: It, it, I I feel really humbled by the, the fact that we're, it, it's, it's, and I are just doing what we need to do. Yeah. We're doing what th- what we call the right thing. Uh, I'm not that nice a guy, okay? Just, <laughs> but, <laughs> neither, neither am I. I'm no, really not. Just, but this but is I'm the hard right to thing to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting journey. The kids said, you know, oh, all this stress and whatever. No, it's, exci- it's exciting. You know, mm. to actually truly understand exciting, you have to have highs and lows. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's good.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Gary. No, thank you, guys. All right. Wow. That whole experience of, first of all, having Gary and Belinda for dinner. Yeah, it wasn't that good. And just being able Lovely to- Lovely people. Yeah. Just being able to talk to them like regular people uh, was just so amazing. mm and uh, we're we're very honored to, as I said, to have Gary uh, on our podcast. This yeah. is really kind of a scoop. He really hasn't talked about it since uh, since the censure. Yeah, and he's been prevented from talking about
1: it. So right. it's it's quite an honor that he chose uh, to talk about this on our podcast. Yeah, very grateful.
0: And we uh, we're all behind you, Gary. Absolutely, uh, all of our listeners, and Richard and I, of course, and all your low carb friends. Yeah. And that brings us to... Recipes! Recipes! Recipes. Oh, yes.
1: So I'm going to go first with uh, another recipe from Dr. Lou. This is also from Breckenridge. Yep. And Dr. Lou, uh, that's Louise Reynolds made a polish cheesecake for us yeah and it was delicious oh my gosh oh. and it
0: took many forms didn't
1: it Yeah, she made some in cupcakes she made uh, an entire cake at one point mm. uh, so the base of the recipe actually comes from libby at ditch oh interesting and you can find the entire recipe on the ketogenic forums but we like to call out whenever we uh Uh, take portions of a recipe from somewhere else and modify it. So anyway, the base from this recipe, as I said, comes from libyatditchofthecarbs.com. And uh, the recipe goes three tablespoons of granulated stevia, Hmm. uh, or your sweetener of choice. Yeah, sure. And 110 grams or about half a cup or approximately a stick of softened butter and a teaspoon of vanilla, an egg, uh, 100 grams or 3.5 ounces, approximately a cup of almond meal or flour, almond mm-hmm. flour. Mm-hmm. And 56 grams, about two ounces or about half a cup of coconut flour. Oh. A teaspoon of salt, uh, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Mm. And the filling is going to be 900 grams of higher fat, smooth, creamy cheese, uh, Philly or Quark or Mascarpone. And uh, about 150 grams of sour cream. 270 grams of sweetener, two tablespoons of almond flour meal, uh, finely grated zest of a lemon or an orange. Mm-hmm. In Breckenridge, we had an orange. It was delicious. Yeah, it was great. Mm. And just the zest. We threw we threw away the orange pulp <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because we don't Who need that. Who needs that? Yeah, we don't need all that glucose and fructose. So... Um, We also have two teaspoons of vanilla extract, four medium eggs, plus two yolks. And so to prepare the base, we take a large pie flan quiche dish, Mm -hmm. it could be a Pyrex uh, glass dish, and you prepare it by rubbing butter on the bottom and sides. So that's really greasing it up. And then you line it with baking paper. And you mix stevia, softened butter, and vanilla until smooth. Add egg, almonds, coconut flour, salt, and cinnamon, and mix until it's the consistency of a smooth peanut paste or peanut Ooh. butter. Yeah. So then you smooth this mixture into the prepared baking dish and bake at 180 Celsius or 350 Fahrenheit for 10 minutes until just starting to go golden. Um, and then you uh, prepare the filling. So again, like uh, Brenda's pecan pie, mm. make the base first. Cook it, let it go cool, mm. and then we're going to make the filling. So the filling is going to be cream cheese, sour cream, sugar, substitute, flour, zest, and vanilla, blended uh, until smooth. Then we beat in the eggs one at a time, and finally the egg yolks until everything is mixed through. Uh, then we smooth the mixture in the pan tap it gently down on the countertop to remove any trapped air bubbles Mm -hmm. and smooth the top with a spatula. And then uh, we're going to reduce the oven temperature to 150 Celsius, Mm -hmm. uh, which is about 300 Fahrenheit, uh, or gas mark two. And we bake it for 75 to 90 minutes until Mm -hmm. risen in the center and slightly golden around the edge. Remove from the oven, leave until cold, and then chill in the fridge until firm before removing it from the pan and running a sharp knife
0: around the edges. So... What's interesting about this recipe is it's basically a cheesecake recipe. The only difference is you're substituting sweetener. Yeah. You know?
1: I would make sure to let it go cool before c- c- carving it because otherwise it's not going to hold its edges.
0: Yeah, and that, that you have to do that with a sugary cheesecake as right. well. You really do have to chill it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that's my recipe. So what have you got, Carl? What have I got? I've got Brenda Zorn's pork rind pancakes and or waffles. Oh, that's yeah. what I've got. Remember that? The first morning oh, yeah. in Breckenridge. Brenda said, I'm making waffles, and
1: I thought she was quoting from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was good.
0: Oh, they were amazing. Uh. So here's, here's the deal. I mean, you basically use pork rinds as your flour base for pancakes or waffles. Wow. So what you need is one cup of crushed pork rinds, which is about one and a half ounces. Um, not dust consistency, but crushed like coarse breadcrumbs. Uh, then you need two tablespoons of heavy whipping cream, two large beaten eggs, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and a teaspoon of cinnamon. Mm. And, of course, if you want to add any other spices like nutmeg or something, sure. you can do that as well. So you mix all the ingredients together, and you let it sit a few minutes to thicken. And uh, then, you know, just use it like you would use pancakes or waffles. You fry about quarter of a cup of batter in a hot greased pan. Um, she uses coconutty-tasting coconut oil, which is super yummy. Sure is. You want to use medium heat. They don't bubble up around the edges like traditional pancakes and check after a minute or two and flip when brown. And, of course, she put them into a waffle iron. Right, which we
1: had in the the house in Breckenridge. We sort of found it that night and thought, ooh, We should do something with
0: that. The only thing I might have done differently, and I didn't need it, but maybe a little baking powder just to make them rise a little bit. But they didn't. I don't think they needed it.
1: No, they they? were fluffy. They were fluffy. And we just had them with uh, a smear of butter and some
0: sugar-free maple syrup. Yeah. And it was delicious. Yeah. (laughs) And I hadn't made low-carb waffles or pancakes in a long time. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed them. Yeah. So did I.
1: That was delicious. Yep.
0: Yep. And, uh, well, we hope you enjoyed this two-part series with Gary Fetke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly did. And as, as I said just a few minutes ago, it was a real honor to have Gary on our show. It was. And uh, well, hopefully we'll be talking to him again soon. Yeah, of course, if
1: you have anything that you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something you don't agree with, or some more research that you found to support or refute anything we've said, send
0: it by email to dudes at com or post it on our website. Yep. And you can follow us on Twitter at Two Keto Dudes, on Instagram at Two Keto Dudes. And of course, if you want to join our forum, it's www.ketogenicforums.com or forum.twoketo.com. And if useless swag is your fancy, you know, (laughs) T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other junk with witty keto sayings on it, head over to gear.twoketo.com. And if you feel like supporting
1: our podcast and our forums, hit the donate button on our website at www.2ketodudes.com or just go to donate.2keto.com. You can also see our podcast and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com.
0: All right. That's the show, man. Keep calm and keto on. Yeah, keep calm and keto on, Carl. All right. And we'll see you next time on, on 2 Keto, keto Dudes. Keto
2: Dudes.